thank you for joining us. This is Robert Reeves. I'm CTO over Datical, and we've got another episode of Problem Solvers where we discuss problems that companies have and how they fix them. And today joining me is Paul Scott. He is Data Management Practice Director at Accenture. Paul, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Um, so, Accenture, they're solving a lot of hard problems for companies. Um, and, and you're focused really on data management. What are some of the issues that you're seeing with your clients around data management today that you're, you're helping out with? Yeah, there, there's a number of issues. So if you think back, you know, five, 10 years ago, um, you know, Agile was coming around, but still Waterfall is pretty um, dominant within the industry. So you would have a release every quarter, perhaps, for an application. So you had time to prepare your data more of a manual method, right? So you can copy over data from production, you could manually insert records, you can try to scrub the data as best you can, you had some time to do that. So that's all changed as we move faster and faster in this agile DevOps world that we're now living in. So the customers that I speak with, the number one challenge they have is speed, right? So there's always there's been attention to the testing side of things. Uh, for a while now with automation. So we're trying to not do the manual functional testing anymore. We're trying to automate that and we're doing a good job of that, but data is still the bottleneck within the testing life cycle. So how do we take the test data? How do we know what test data we need? How do we provision that test data for the testers, QA developers, um, and automate that whole process so that we could do this on a daily basis, not a quarterly basis. So that's one of the biggest challenges that I face today. Well, what is, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's, it's a dumb question, but what happens if they're just testing on old data? What, what does that really mean? So, yeah, that leads to errors. It leads to uh, production bugs, potentially. Um, if you have old, stale data, and, and frankly, some of the biggest customers I work with, names you'd clearly you know, recognize, they only provision data once every 90 days because it's so difficult to do the old style of moving test data over from production to test environments. So they are constantly dealing with the challenge of stale data. Um, if you think of financial applications, you can't have data that's three months old if you're trying to test what happens if you add some, some value into an account um, today, but you know the, the balances are from months ago. So that's all creating more challenges. So we need data up to date, um, ideally refreshed daily perhaps, or maybe even more frequently than that. Um, so it looks and acts just like production data. What? If you're doing that, if you're refreshing that data, I'm sure you also have an issue of, well, are we distributing personally identifiable information, PII? Um, you know, that I imagine that's also another issue, which is, you know, maybe some of these large customers of yours are purposely sitting on this because that's one way of controlling that PII, right? Yeah, so that's, so that's, Challenge, I would say if, if the speed is challenge 1A, security is challenge 1B, right? So they're, they're pretty similar. They have, they're different drivers for those challenges, but just as important. So 
masking PII data, HIPAA data for healthcare clients um, has to be done. And clients are now realizing that. And, and frankly, you know, you've been in, I assume, IT for quite some time as I have. In the past, you'd copy over production data and just hope nobody notices that you're dealing with real people, right? Mm -hmm. Real people, maybe even credit card information, real account balances, addresses. You know, it's you're, you're testing and maybe nobody will notice and we just do that. But um, with the regulations that have come on board um, and the fines that are being levied today, it's finally caught the attention of CIOs and CEOs and the C-suite that we cannot do this anymore. We cannot have this liability anymore. So if you do test with production data, which most companies do today, you need to automatically understand what data needs to be masked, what are those fields, where are they, and have the masking rules defined. So again, in more of an automated fashion, as we bring that data over, happens on the fly as we pull into production environments. I mean, non-production environments. Roger that. So the problem here is that we've got applications. Um, they are becoming more and more data-driven. Um, we need fresh data to test these, um, you know, have the valid testing cycle. But we also need that data protected so that uh, we're testing on production-like data but not the actual production data. That's correct. So there's, there's always been a, a kind of a, a term used, kind of the, the golden version of test data that you may have. So you bring over this production data into non-prod, you mask it and it's there for now testers to use. But we've already talked about the issue of aging data. So you can't just do that one time. That needs to be constantly refreshed. Mm -hmm. And now you have the issue of, okay, we have this single staging area of test data, but I have dozens of test teams out there, hundreds of testers potentially, and developers. They can't all share that same data set, can they? Mm -hmm. Although some, as some organizations they do, and what they have to do is like manually decide, okay, you testing group A, you can deal with account numbers one through 100,000, whatever it may be. And you have to manually divide up the test data and say who can touch what data. Because data collisions happen all the time in testing. So as different testing groups work on the same data, data's changed, it breaks tests for another group. So you got that challenge now. So what we really need is a way that we can quickly provision copies of this data to the multiple test teams so they don't affect other testing groups. And, you know, that's, that's great. So we have the data challenge solved now. But guess what? I mean, databases are always changing. There's new fields being added. There's new tables being added. Um, new schemas potentially. So the structures of the databases are changing constantly too from release to release. So now we got the problem of, okay, we got the data provision, but how do we keep the database itself in sync? You know, we have source code control systems for the application code well-defined and that's accepted now, but for databases, we have some DBAs in the back room who are maintaining scripts that have to know, I gotta apply this SQL script to change this table before I can load this data. And that's become a huge challenge now as well. It's just keeping the structure in sync with the data changes that are happening. Well, you're, you're laying out a really big um, problem set here for your customers to solve. So when you start working with them, what does that process look like? What, what do you start you know, on day one 
and maybe day two and three, uh, what, what do they tackle first when they start solving this problem? Yeah, so that's, that's a good question. I mean, no two customers are alike. So what we do is go in and understand what are their biggest pain points for that particular organization. Um, sometimes it is, you know, security. The, there's a mandate. We have to get the data secured as quickly as possible. For other organizations, it may be we need to move faster. We're wasting time. Um, and there's been a number of studies shown that 50% of a tester's time is spent preparing and setting up test data. Right, that's a huge waste of time and a huge cost burden for organizations. So they need to move faster. So they want to know how do we move faster in provisioning this test data. For other organizations, it's purely, you know, our data is poor in product and non-production and it's causing all kinds of bugs as we release code to prod. So how do we build up the quality of our test data uh, as quickly as possible? So we take a look at where they are today. We have a, a test data management maturity model at Accenture that we use um, to say, to rate the company as to where they are today and where they need to get to and prepare out a roadmap then of, you know, how do we get you from, you know, level one to level three, for example, of the maturity model and lay that all out for you and then tackle each one um, in different work streams as possible as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, you know, those customers, they want to see that. They want to see, okay, uh, paint the, you know, a picture for me of the shining, shiny city on the hill, right? You know? <laughs> right. It's and, the as is to the to be and like, here's the perfect state. But, you know, the perfect state could be years away and they understand that. So we have to have a very concrete plan of step A, one, two, three. Um, and it, one of the, you know, one of the, things I always recommend is we need to automate what we're doing today. Mm -hmm. um, most organizations still today are very manual with their testing and especially with their test data management, very, very manual and how they're doing things. And it just doesn't scale as they're trying to move to agile development and they have hundreds of applications. It just, just does not work. So I always recommend and come in and look at what their environment is. Tooling is one of the, the big, um, challenges that they may have. They may be using very old technology or they may be just doing some custom built scripts in-house that they built out over time. So I recommend that to automate this, there's some great enterprise tools out there today to solve different challenges you may be having. Let's see what's the best for your environment and let's integrate that into what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, who are the ones that you're seeing out there in the market that you're working with or, or that you've seen in place that that are delivering on this uh, uh, potential for solving the problem? So one of the companies we do a lot of work with, um, and one of the technologies I love from a, a test data management practice lead is database virtualization, right? So that solves the problem of maintaining data changes and it treats data kind of like source code in that you can branch the code, you can share the, the data with different groups. Um, and, and one of the companies, one of the leading companies in that space is Delphix. So we work a lot with Delphix and that they have a self-service interface for testers and developers to quickly provision data. Um, and that's a, it's a tremendous tool to, to get the organizations to move faster, has APIs to integrate into Jenkins and to, and to orchestrate the whole process. But it still has, it lacks capabilities. Um, 
you know, and, and frankly, this is where Datacle comes in. It does not manage the database schema changes that may be happening or that always do happen um, from release to release. It's just taking a snapshot of what production looks like, that structure, and lets you do bookmarks on points of time and provision data from that points of time. But you still have the issue of, hey, if, if I'm in development for release two and I need to add some new tables, columns, add new indexes, whatever it may be, it does not manage that part of it. So we're, we definitely love the combination of Datacle plus Delphix to solve a lot of these challenges around that. Well, you know, once a company solves this problem, once they start getting leaner and meaner, they've solved the test data management problem, they're automating not only provisioning of the data, but database schema change. Um, there's the potential for them to start doing other things. You know, you start seeing them um, uh, migrating the monolith to cloud native architectures. They, they might start looking at the cloud. Um, I mean, in your experience, is this one of those things that leads, you know, is this like, um, you know, is this solving a, a kind of an immediate uh, pain point or is this something that enables other things as well? Yeah, I'm glad, glad you mentioned that. So that's certainly where most organizations are going is a migration to the cloud environment for, for cost reduction and um, agility. So, you know, you're, you're right. So typically for most organizations who go in today is pretty much on-prem, but they have a want or need to move to the cloud. So we stabilize things on premise, mm -hmm. but we're always looking toward the future. So whatever we recommend, whatever architectures we put in place, it's to support uh, a journey to the cloud of their applications. And so the two products that I mentioned earlier, Delphix and Datacal, certainly support that. So we can then take their on-prem applications, do the migration, and these tools help quite a bit in just the whole migration process to make it much easier to move the current on-prem application to a cloud environment like AWS, for example. And then we can then manage um, initially, it's a, typically a hybrid environment, on-prem plus in the cloud among these different environments, but we can keep that data in sync and, and manage the, the movement of data between the environments. And eventually, you know, the application, the plan is to move them mostly or 100% up into AWS environments. And we can continue with our test data management architectures we put in place, the same data governance we put in place will work great within the cloud environment. Yeah, I've always, you know, I've always been perplexed by this because it seems that data is always forgotten. It seems that um, our friends on the development side of the house really want to focus on automating application deployments or maybe the operation side of the house is tired of dealing with things in the data center and they want to uh, start using stuff in the cloud. Um, but they always seem to forget about the database or they neglect it purposefully or they just, um, you know, cover their ears and start going la, 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 la. So it's funny, Robert. So like, I think you've listened to some of my presentations in the past because that's where I generally start when I'm speaking about test data management is it's the stepchild for the whole software development life cycle, right? So development traditionally, has the most attention and they get the new fancy tools 
they, you know, so the developers are kind of the golden children, they get taken care of. And then that's, that's great. But now the testing environment, okay, we're doing it manually, but now there's all these great DevOps tools out there for automating the functional testing piece. Um, but this is what I alluded to earlier. That's all great. Um, but if you don't have the data in place, it doesn't matter if you're moving your testing faster, right? If the data is the bottleneck, you're still stopped. Or if the data is incorrect, so what? Your testing is not gonna be successful. So you've gotta put more attention into the test data piece and data itself, um, because that is where the information is. That's the key to making all of this work, is data, right? Well, I, I, I certainly agree. <laughs> I thought you might. <laughs> well, Paul, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I, okay, go ahead. No, thank you so much. Well, Paul, I really appreciate you coming on uh, and spending some time with us and uh, we'll talk very soon, but thank you very much for joining us on Problem Solvers. You bet, Robert. I enjoyed it. Uh -huh.